Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Action Sports Shacks Pile On Podcast here in the middle of June with Brent and with Brent. Dan Hicken on vacation. Welcome to this time of year, everyone, where probably one of us in the sports department is on vacation, if not two of us. It is that time through June and the month of July until we hit training camp. Meanwhile, the Jaguars are in mandatory minicamp part of their season. And obviously, it's not mandatory for all of us. Dan Hicken is away this week. Uh, he will not be fined. Um, I potentially may be fined at the start of training camp if I miss a couple of days. My vacation may fall that way. But let's talk about the Jags. Everybody in attendance because they don't want to pay a fine. Nothing out of the bank account for Jalen Ramsey or Leonard Fournette. Both of those guys there on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday sessions as well. And then they hit the summer break and get ready for training camp on July 26. Listen, OTAs, mandatory minicamp. Uh, we are creating storylines more than they are making storylines. There's not a lot going on, uh, and I think in a way that's a really good thing. Injury bug-wise, the Jags are doing okay. Some nicks and, and bumps and bruises, uh, but nothing too devastating, which, knock on wood, is a very good thing at this time. The other big storyline, always when you talk about a football team, is the quarterback. Well, the quarterback, Blake Bortles, coming off the extension, coming off a good year in 2017, continues to look good. The receiving core, guys like Rashad Green coming out of nowhere in what looked to be a for-sure cut at some point this year. The uh, former draft pick now starting to rise to the occasion after a couple years' worth of injuries. And could he make this roster? Could he be a factor in 2018? He's looked good throughout the OTA sessions the last few weeks. Austin Safarian Jenkins, one of the free agent signings at the tight end position, expected to do a lot for the Jags at the tight end position. He is looking good in OTAs. But again, this is all without pads. It's all without a lot of intensity, I guess, camp-type intensity, game-like intensity. So you can't really draw too many conclusions I would say this, the Jags are doing their part as a team that coming off the AFC Championship game expects to compete for a Lombardi Trophy and a Super Bowl championship. They look the part. Their roster looks good on paper. They look good on the field. And it looks like a business-like mentality for this Jacksonville Jaguars team in 2018. And I think that's the best thing we can say at the moment. I think coming off this decade of, of what was misery before last year, uh, we kind of don't know how to treat this part of the offseason with a good, good football team. And uh, right now this looks like they're taking care of business. This is a mature football team, a hungry football team. And I think there's a lot of things to like. But what I don't like to do this time of year is oversell, over-dramatize. These are what Doug Marone would say practices in their underwear <laughs> without the pads. And I really just don't think you can put too, too much stock in this time of year. Uh, much like I talk about college football, you can't put too much stock in a spring game. So we won't do that. But the storylines are evident. And that is Jalen Ramsey arriving on Tuesday. He continues to be the swagger of this football team. One of the most talked about players in the NFL. One of the best players in the NFL. An elite cornerback. An all-pro. A pro bowler. Um, a guy I think is destined for Canton someday if he keeps on this track which has been a sensational start to his NFL career, now entering year number three. We caught up with him on Tuesday, the entire media did, and as always, Jalen Ramsey was entertaining. He skipped the entire OTAs, and he had his reasons. He'll share that with you, and you'll hear it in, in just a moment. But if, if you listen to Jalen, everything is calculated, everything is thought out, 
He knows he's going to make headlines with his words sometimes, just like he makes headlines with his plays. It's always entertaining, and on Tuesday, it was quite the same. Here's a collection of sound bites from Tuesday, in part why he missed the OTAs, what he said to his teammates, how he thought his teammates would feel about that, and also maybe the biggest headline from a quote standpoint coming out is he expects more of himself. He was hurt the first couple of years in the NFL this time of year. Knee surgery, hernia surgery. Well, he's healthy now, and he thinks that will lead to his best year yet in the NFL, which is an awfully good sign for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's Jalen Ramsey from Tuesday checking in at Mandatory Minicamp. Um, how do I put this the nicest way possible? Um, I, don't, I don't think... Any of my teammates had an issue because they know I was going to come back ready. Um, but at the same time, uh, if they did, I don't think I would care because um, once I get out here, I, I know what I was doing was the right thing for me. I know what I was doing is going to get me prepared uh, as best as anything for the season. And once I put that out on the field, there won't be any issues. And uh, I have a good relationship with all my teammates anyway, so if they if they did, they would they would hit me up and you know, I did I did it respectful. I wasn't just like you know, F y'all, I'm out. I was you know, I hit up people. I hit up people, I was like, Hey yo, this is look, this is my plan for the off season. Um not that I and it's not that I felt like I owed anybody explanation, it's just that's how we vibe, that's the locker room. We we all kinda young, we all kick it, we all friends, everything like that. So it was kind of like, you know, I'm talking to him on a regular basis. We always talking, and it's like, yo, I ain't, you know, I know y'all finna start it up. I'm not coming. I'm doing my thing. No worries. And they, you know, they kind of just say, they say they right back, like, yeah, you good, bro. Just like I said, it's, it's a setback. It was a setback uh, in the previous two years, and I felt like, um, I mean, I'm always gonna work hard, but I felt like I was behind, behind schedule, and I had to work that much harder. I didn't really feel like I got in the swing of things until during the season instead of uh, kind of hit the ball, hit the ground running when um, first game, as soon as the season starts. I kind of feel like I had a lot of setbacks uh, before the year and even during the year at, um, at certain points. This year, uh, I'm trying to avoid that. So far, I've been good with avoiding that. So uh, if y'all thought I was good in the past two years, then you know, stay tuned. Yeah, everybody does that, though. I don't think that's like a special thing. I mean, once the schedule comes out, everybody want to know who they're going to be playing. They want to they know the matchups. I'm, I'm positive I'm not the only one who looked at the receivers we're going to be playing. Is there one that stood out to you? Uh, yeah, week one. I mean, that's the first one on the, it's the first one. So that's the one that stood out the most. Uh, it'll be probably talked about a whole lot. <laughs> uh, so that one. That one stood out. The last part of what we played there for you from Jalen Ramsey was him talking about the receivers on the schedule. And, of course, he highlighted some of the receivers that he plays, like Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. But he said the one that really caught his attention when the schedule came out was Odell Beckham Jr. and the New York Giants. That is the season little lifter for the Jacksonville Jaguars in September. They'll play up there at MetLife Stadium. And no doubt, Jalen Ramsey and Odell Beckham Jr. will be a big topic of discussion that entire week and maybe even much more of the offseason. That one should be a lot of fun. All right, Jalen Ramsey. 
Ramsey's in. You heard from him. What about Leonard Fournette? He came to the first OTA when this all started about a month ago, and then he did not show up for the remainder of them. He, too, though, looks in fantastic shape. In fact, the best shape he's been in since his college days. Let's take it back to the NFL Combine. And what I always say is that year between that last year in college and your rookie year in the NFL, especially when you're a first-round draft pick, man, that's a tough year. It's a long year because you never stop. You go through your combine and your pro day and interviews. And if you played in a bowl game and you try to get rested and you try to get fit and you try to get ready for those job interviews, it's a grind. And then you play a longer season than you've ever played in your entire life in the NFL. Well, Leonard Fournette just went through all of that. Check back at the combine, like I mentioned, before the draft, he weighed in at about 240 pounds, you might remember. He was a little more slim at his pro day a couple weeks after that combine in the 230s. Well, he obviously played a little more, with more weight on him than he wanted to because here at this mandatory minicamp on Tuesday, Leonard Fournette telling us he's about 223, 224 pounds. That means he's in fantastic shape, he's healthy, and he's ready for a big 2018. Here's the Jaguars' second year running back. I mean, I feel like uh, I played my best. You know, that's what I played in college, 223, 224. And uh, I played my best at that weight. You know, I mean, like, why not? You know, why not? Uh, I don't want to be average. You know, I want to be above average, be the, the greatest one to play this game. That's the latest from Leonard Fournette. Expect a big sophomore season for the running back out of LSU. We can talk to a lot of different guys on Tuesday after the mandatory minicamp practice. And, and I go back to what I was saying a little earlier. This is a business-like approach for the Jags team a mature locker room, and that's really the vibe you get out of there at the moment. It's going to be a fun 2018 season. It really looks that way. Let's hope the Jags can stay healthy. We'll see where the ceiling is for some players, including Blake Bortles. How much better can he get? How about some of these receivers like Marquise Lee? How much better can Leonard Fournette get? Is there room to grow for an A.J. Boye and Jalen Ramsey? So many fun questions. I'll give you three thoughts as we kind of head into the summer break on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Three things to look for in August. I think it might take a couple weeks to get these answers, but I'm interested in what the answers will be. I begin on defense. How much of a superstar can Miles Jack become? I think this is his breakout year. He will join all these other star players on the Jags defense, and he will grab headlines around the NFL. Keep an eye on that. That one we might not know until halfway through the season just how good he is, but keep an eye on that coming up in camp the preseason and as we enter the regular season in September. Then two things on offense, and my concern is not as much the offensive line. A lot of people talk about the right guard position with A.J. Can, how much he'll be pushed. I'm not concerned about that. I'm instead concerned about the pass catchers. And not really concerned. Instead, interested. What will they be like? Who will be the top three receivers, the top five receivers, the top six receivers, if they want to dress six of them, will be a, a very fun topic to follow in the month of August. And then I lean again on Austin Safarian Jenkins. How much of a load can he carry? How much of a threat can he be at the tight end position for the Jags, for Blake Bortles? I think that's a fun topic to follow and one that will evolve in the month of August heading into September. And then my last one is the running back spot. Not Fournette, but behind him. What transpires behind him? Who gets the bulk of the carries, the bulk of the action? I think a lot of people figure Corey Grant will get a promotion of sorts, a chance to be part of the offense a little bit more. But what about T.J. Yeldon? There's a confidence that Yeldon can take over as that number two back. 
I'm not sure about either guy. I think they have a lot to prove still. And so I think it will be fun to see how the running backs stack up behind Leonard Fournette. Keep in mind, Fournette missed a few games last year. So I think you have to count on him being dinged up at times. And also um, because of the load that he will have on him, because of the carries he will get, I think the spells by Yeldon and Corey Grant and how Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, uses those guys will be very important for the Jaguars' running game and even their third down game from a passing situation and a pass blocking situation. So keep an eye on the backup running spot. I think it will be a fun one to watch when we turn into training camp and head into the regular season. We're going to talk more football right now. I'm going to go all the way to high school, and it's kind of a combination of high school football and baseball. Marcel Robinson caught up with a young man who you probably have not heard of, yet you will hear a lot about if you follow the local scene over the next couple of years. His name is Carson Beck. He's a baseball player, six foot four, six foot five, two hundred and twenty pound kid. He's a big kid, and he's highly recruited and coveted. Kevin O'Sullivan, the Florida Gators baseball coach offered him. He's basically been committed to the baseball program at Florida, uh, this Carson Beck young man. But this last week, or a couple weeks ago, Alabama's Nick Saban jumped in and said, hey, we've got a scholarship available for you in a couple years at the quarterback spot. So what will this young man decide to do down the road? Will it be QB, potentially at Alabama? Will it be baseball player, potentially out of Florida, a combination of both. Will he have to pick one? It'll be a fun career to follow the next couple of years for Carson Beck. Again, keep an eye on that name. Marcel Robinson catches up with him. Here's Marcel's conversation with a rising star locally. It's got to be pretty fun working out with your childhood friend, right? You and Jeff Sims? Uh, Yes, sir. We played Pop Warner together, and then we just linked up about a month or two ago, started working with Coach Denny, and it's definitely been fun. We definitely push each other and made each other better so now speaking of pushing each other a lot of times when you work out with someone that you know you kind of get a little bit more out of it because they're more critical of you because they know you they know what you can do and what your potential is you feel like that's kind of the benefit you get from working out with not only Jeff but Denny as well uh yes definitely um knowing each other and knowing like what we're capable of it definitely pushes us to get better at not only football but also just in life and everything like that so now this is your junior year going into your junior year a lot of times some people will say that's kind of the year that really puts you on the map. You know, you're obviously getting notices already, but from a kind of not necessarily a pressure standpoint, but do you sense that kind of this is the year that you really need to take that next step? Um, yes, definitely. Um, especially the last two years, I haven't really played that much, but this is definitely the year where I feel like I'm going to do really well and sort of stand out. Now, for someone who, you know, obviously from looking at you, you've got the tools, you've got the skills, you've got the knowledge, um, but you ha- like you said, you haven't had that you know, game experience as much. Is that kind of the biggest, would you say, obstacle in coming into the junior year to, to really, now you're the guy? Um, no, not really an obstacle, more of just like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for, like a challenge almost, but I definitely feel like I can. I've proved that I can, that I can play in games and things like that, but it's definitely something that I need to prove to college coaches and things like that, that... I am like able to play at the next level. Now, speaking of college coaches, you've proven yourself a little bit, I would say. Um, got your recent commitment from Alabama, or your offer, sorry, from Alabama. Um, what was that like? You know, getting that big time, so to say, offer. Um, it was definitely very exciting, just getting to go to camp and then them taking me around and then talking to Coach Saban and then him presenting the offer, and I was just like, oh, like wow, 
it was sweet. It was definitely, definitely an unforgettable memory. So. Now, speaking on Coach Saban, we all kind of you know see him you know in the TV, but we only get to see a little bit of it. Is that kind of what kind of guy is he actually? Um, he's he's a really good guy. He definitely prides on his leadership, like throughout the team and like senior leaders, and even giving the opportunity to younger kids to play, as we see with uh, Tua and Jalen both playing as true freshmen and just things like that. He definitely prides himself on leadership, and he is running a great program over there right now. So. Now, not only are you getting noticed by Alabama for your football skills, but you're also getting noticed by uh, the Florida Gators you know, for your baseball. How do you, nece- not necessarily choose between the two, but when it comes, kind of gets to that point, what do you think is going to be the determining factor as to which one of those, which direction you choose to go? Um, really, it's just, I haven't really made the decision yet. I'm just kind of playing them out, having fun, playing both. But it kind of just comes down to like where I feel like I feel like I'm at home and family, like atmosphere. So that's kind of it for me. That's got to be a pretty good feeling knowing that not only did you receive an offer from in football from the top football program, but now you received an offer from the top baseball program. Um, yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely exciting. And I've worked really hard, and it's all like starting to pay off. And I just I just got to keep working because really it's all just starting. We plan to follow Carson Beck a lot in the fall in our reality recruit segment, so make sure you keep an eye on that on Friday nights in the fall on the high school gridiron. And again, we'll be keeping an eye on this guy on the baseball field as well. Carson Beck, a name to know, a name to remember, plays at Providence. Also keep an eye if he stays at Providence. There is some thought that he could move on to a different school heading into the fall. So a lot to be determined there, but an interesting conversation with Carson Beck, Marcel Robinson. You heard it here first. He will be a name to watch over the next couple of years locally in Jacksonville when it comes to high school football and high school baseball. Speaking of baseball, we don't talk a ton about the day-to-day and how the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp are doing. We know the name change has been fantastic. The merchandise, unbelievable. The attendance has been one of the best in the Southern League. On the field, wins-losses-wise, they haven't been great. They're 11 games back in the Southern League in their division in the first half of the year. Kind of fits the way the Miami Marlins organization has been. Top to bottom doesn't look that great even in the minor leagues. But in the last week or so, there's been a pretty amazing feat. Peter O'Brien has come on board for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, and at one time he had played in six games. And in his first six games for the Jumbo Shrimp, he had hit seven home runs. And that included six straight games, all six of those, with a home run. That's a streak a streak that tied a record in the Southern League. On Tuesday afternoon, the Jumbo Shrimp won 3-2. to two. In fact, O'Brien knocked in a couple runs with a double, but his home run streak came to an end. After the game, Action Sports' Jack Stewart Weber catching up with Peter O'Brien. Pretty amazing feat the last couple of weeks in a Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp uniform with six straight games with a dinger. Stewart Weber here with Jumbo Shrimp first baseman Peter O'Brien. And Peter, what a First impression to make on Jacksonville, you go out and club home runs in six straight games. Obviously the streak had to come to an end at some point, but a great way to kind of start your career here in this uniform. Yeah, thank you. You know, baseball is a game where you have a lot of highs and lows, so let's try to go out there, have fun, and stay with the routine, and stay consistent, and have fun. Perhaps one of the wildest parts about it is that it comes literally in your first two weeks. You're able to, to get it going that quickly with this new club. Sometimes it's just that change of scenery. I know uh, the long and winding road of baseball has brought you to a lot of places, but that change of scenery can really do something sometimes. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, it's my hometown team, and you know, really happy to be here. And 
you know, I'm, I'm just having a good time. Uh, I go up there and just try to put quality at-bats together and do whatever I can to help the team win. You talk about it being the hometown team. You're a guy from Hialeah, South Florida, so getting to play for the Miami Marlins would be such a huge thing for you and your family, obviously. How much does that kind of drive you internally a little bit? You know, I think it definitely does. You know, that's kind of every kid's dream is to play baseball for your hometown team. So, you know, now that I'm in the organization and, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to be here, like I said, and just stay with my routine and that gives me confidence and it gives me consistency. Now the slugging has always been the, the strong point of your game. Is it important to kind of use the successes there and kind of drive it towards success in the other parts of your game as well? Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm, I'm working to try and get better every day in any way that I can and help the team. And, you know, I'm just, I'm ready for whatever. And, you know, like I said, the, that routine and that consistency is what gives me confidence. That's what I try to do every day. What do you think of this group of guys you guys have assembled? Obviously, things haven't exactly clicked in the first half of the season, but starting to put together some better performances. And you see the pieces out there, Isan, Monte, some of these guys who are, are going to be Marlins in the future and really can play a big part in this organization. Definitely. We have a great group of guys, and you know it's a really fun clubhouse, and they're all really good ball players. So I think it's just a matter of time. I think, like you said, we've shown flashes of being a really good team. and. You know, in this week that I've been here, we've we've had a lot of really good games, close ball games. We've fought back, and and I think you saw that yesterday. And then again today, we kind of got a lead early and held on to it. That's Peter O'Brien, infielder for the Miami Marlins organization. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Action Sports Jack Stewart Weber catching up with Peter O'Brien from the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, the Jumbo Shrimp home all week long. We'll see if he can keep hitting home runs. He uh, knows how to hit. The long ball, a fun week for him in a jumbo shrimp uniform. Speaking of baseball, the Gators going back to Omaha. What a story that was over the weekend, getting the three-game series win over Auburn in dramatic fashion, extra innings, walk-off home run. And now the Gators go back to Omaha for a fourth straight year. And quietly, Kevin O'Sullivan and the Gators have become the program in America, in college baseball. Pretty amazing what they've done with that four straight trips to Omaha. They'll try to win back-to-back -back national champions. They are the new LSU, in my opinion, when it comes to college baseball, at least at the moment. They are the hottest team going, and uh, there are a lot of good teams in college baseball right now, so they'll have their hands full in Omaha, but we'll check in with them uh, coming up next week. We'll see if the pitching-heavy Florida Gators can win another national title. Hey, a lot of fun stuff happening, but uh, a lot of seasons wrapping up as well. The NHL over Stanley Cup champs, Washington Capitals. That was kind of fun to watch. And then, of course, the NBA season over. Golden State Warriors, the newest dynasty in sports. Three out of four with an NBA championship. Where does LeBron go? That will be a topic for sure coming up on a podcast in the near future as we look at the free agency potential for LeBron James. U.S. Open this week. Can Tiger Woods make a run? We'll talk about it on the weekend as well in the next edition of our podcast. Happy Father's Day to everyone out there. I hope you enjoy the weekend. Happy summer, everyone. It feels like we're in the middle of it now. It's hot. Those afternoon thunderstorms. And hopefully you get a trip to the beach, the ball field, and spend some time with the family. Happy vacations for everyone else out there if you're getting away from the Jacksonville area. That's the latest Action Sports Shacks Pylon podcast. Who knows? Who will host the next one? Maybe Dan Hicken will be back. Maybe it will be Stuart Weber. Maybe Marcel Robinson. But I hope to join you on the next one. The Action Sports, po Action Sports Jacks Pile On Podcast rolls on in the summer months. Have a good week. <laughs>